Hey, this is Keaton Ellis, and you're listening to the Unrivaled Podcast. Yo, what's up? Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football. Here we go, another off-season edition of the Unrivaled Podcast as we welcome in State College native Keaton Ellis. And Keaton, first off, appreciate you joining us on this episode, but you've now had a couple of weeks to digest that Cotton Bowl victory as well as get some workouts underneath your belt. But what do you take away from your time down in Dallas? Oh, uh, you know, it was a great experience, uh, you know, looking back at it, you know, at being a freshman, you know, to have that be your first bowl experience is awesome. You know, the Cotton Bowl, they did a great job, and we were able to go in there and get a win, so it was, it was really awesome. Was it pretty, like, surreal being down there with the New Year's Six atmosphere and the treatment that you guys got with the hospitality lounge and the police escort over to the stadium every day for practice, but was it pretty surreal for you? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, you know, you know, being in the those Dallas facilities was, was awesome, you know, get a, get a little taste of that was, was a great experience for me, and, uh, you know, just that was my first time in Dallas, too, so that was a whole new, whole new experience, and, you know, they, they did a great job, uh, the Cotton Bowl. You know, they had a bunch of events. It was a great time. The hospitality room, like you said, was amazing. So it was, it was a great, it was a fun and great experience for me. All right, so number one, that was your first time in Dallas. So I'm assuming that was your first time in Jerry's World, too? Yeah, yeah, well, that was first, well, yeah, first What was time. it like when you walked yeah. in there? It was it was unreal. I mean, the place is huge, you know. It's, you know, it's more than just a stadium. It's, it's a, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. I looked up, I remember seeing, like, three cars, you know, up in, like, the very yeah. top. I'm like, this, this is nuts. Like, this is wild. I saw that, too. I yeah, never went up there. That was wild. What about the uh, practice facility when you guys went over there for that yeah, uh, comedy the, bit? The star, yeah, that was that was nice. Uh, you know, we got to like walk through their facilities. You know, look at the weight room, training room, that kind of stuff, and it was just awesome. You know, for that to be like a practice facility and they had stands in there, and you know, it was sweet. And you know, like the, I guess the uh, you know the whole dinner, yeah, the whole dinner set up was really good food, and you know, the enjoy the comedy was awesome. It was like a little borderline, borderline ridiculous how nice that place was. Like you walked around, they brought you guys on a little tour of the facility, but it was like, yeah. I mean, everything was like Perf- perfect. Cow. Like it was, everything was sweet. <laughs> I mean, everything popped at you. Everything yeah. was bright. Everything was it, was it was awesome. How about the game itself? So aside from the stat category and what the final score was, was there something that you took away? Like you said, being your first time in a in a bowl game, specifically in New Year Six. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is was for our seniors, you know, because that's their last game with us. Uh, you know, I think I really just noticed, you know, how much it meant to them, and you know how how we fought for each other throughout the whole game. You know, and uh, you know we kept we kept fighting the whole game, and you know just just making making sure we those seniors leave with the win was probably like the biggest thing. So we talked to Jahan Dotson and Daniel George a little bit ago on the Unravel podcast, the latest edition of it. Now, obviously talking to you, but they were saying from an offensive standpoint, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, like obviously we wanted our defense to make a stop and end the game, but it was fun to go out there and have that back and forth offensive battle. So from your standpoint, what was that track meet like? I mean, it was it was a back and forth. You know, they they we knew they had a lot of good athletes, and you know they're going to make plays. So you know, when it comes down to it, we just tried to stop them as much as we could. You know, we, we played a solid game overall. Uh, you know, they had a couple of splash plays, but, you know, we were able to, you know, get the ball to our offense when they needed when they needed it, and the offense did a great job, uh, you know, converting. How about the celebration afterwards? We haven't heard, I don't think, enough about that. So, I mean, picture it in your head again, the confetti's flying up and yeah. the smoke's in the background. What What is that like? I mean, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was just, you just, there's so much joy. Everybody's laughing, smiling. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of surreal, like to like to realize you actually did it, and you know, being on the stage, you know, for all those people, all your fans, uh, 
you know, listening to all the, you know, the MVPs and all that stuff and just seeing the confetti fly. It was a, it was a great experience. And then you flew home after that, correct? Yeah, I, f- I flew right back to State College. What yeah. was that flight like? Happy flight? Happy flight, but, you know, a little tiring. Everybody was kind of exhausted from the whole week, you know, <laughs> all that all that stuff bowled up. So after that that flight back, was it was fun. Everybody was laughing, enjoying themselves, but at the same time, I think everybody fell asleep, you know, pretty pretty quickly. So you get back home to State College. You don't necessarily have to go anywhere because, obviously, you're from State College, but what did you do uh, the last couple of weeks? So, you know, I pretty much just, you know, was hanging out, uh, got to see a lot of my friends that, you know, I don't really get to see a lot of. Uh, so I hung out with my friends and then just hung out with my, my parents, you know. You know, I, I do see them a good amount, but, you know, it was good to just, you know, relax and sleep in a couple of days and, you know, just hang out with them. So you're almost seeing friends that went off to college yeah. and other places and then came right. back home. Is that is that weird in some sort of sense? Yeah, a little bit, you know. I guess everybody kind of gets that experience when they when they come back for breaks. Uh, you know, they get to see their friends about it. They go back anywhere. But, uh, yeah, all my friends that came in uh, from a bunch of different places. So it was, it was cool just to see them, you know, just live, you know, look back on some old memories and, you know, make some new ones just hanging out and just kicking it. What does Keaton Ellis do in State College for fun? I pretty like, what did you do I growing up? Much, so I pretty much growing up when I was really young, you know, I played in my neighborhood or whatever. Uh, and so another thing I do, I, I play basketball. I love basketball. Too. Really? So, yeah, I, I play pickup my friends and all that kind of stuff so uh pretty much just hanging out you know getting food there's not a whole lot of like things you can go and like do I mean you can go to see a movie that kind of stuff but it's pretty much just hanging out and you know just just kicking it w- with your boys you a golfer yeah. oh, I'm a golfer I'm a, I'm a big golfer what's yeah. your course uh honestly uh probably the Penn State white course yeah, so I'll I play I'll play that course. A That's like where you're going if you're trying to beat somebody. Yeah, yeah. So Love if it. I, yeah, if I, <laughs> if I know I need a little, you know, advantage, <laughs> that's where I go. How about basketball? You a shooter, a post guy? What are you? I'm a I'm a point guard facilitator. So you know, I'm I'm driving. You know, maybe get my layup. But I'm a I'm looking to pass. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. So your first season now underneath your belts, obviously from your recruiting process to national signing day, which you can probably look back now and kind of laugh on it a yeah. little bit and everything that happened. But what do you think is the biggest thing that you learned from your first year as a whole? Uh, from my first year, you know, uh, I'd probably say I learned that it, it takes a lot of work um, and you have to be really dedicated uh, to all this. And, you know, uh, Penn State provides a lot of great opportunities for you and you just have to be able to use them. And I don't think I used the resources here enough my first year. So that's something I probably learned, you know, even with the academic stuff, you know, I didn't, you know, use that those resources. And, you know, just with all the facilities and all the, the coaches and people that, that help around here, and I just use those people and try and, you know, you know, grab stuff from them just to become a better, you know, player, person, all that kind of stuff. What do you think the biggest surprise was knowing that you have lived in State College, you know this campus inside and out, you're not one of those freshmen that necessarily had to go look at the map when you were walking around for the first week or right. so, but what was the biggest surprise that you didn't expect? I uh, didn't expect, um, I think just the, the college lifestyle is just completely different. Um, you know, I don't think... Anybody's really, you know, acclimated and ready for it. You know, it's you're busy. You're doing something all the time. You know, even at night, you're, you know, something's happening. So it's just, just it was like a whole like wave of just, just you being exhausted, tired because you got practice, school, you know, you hanging out like this kind, of, all that kind of stuff. So that's probably the the thing that kind of caught me off guard was, you know, I was kind of I knew what was coming, but I didn't know I wouldn't 
think I'd be that prepared. I thought I was prepared, but I really wasn't. You know, so I was just trying to handle all the all the time and uh, stuff that goes into you know the college life. I think it's super interesting to hear that because we hear about it from pretty much everybody with within the football program and student athletes in general. The fact that you have to come on campus all of a sudden you're going from a high school schedule of going yeah. to class and then you're going to sports after school, or going yeah. home, right? Home, yeah. Then you go to college and you're an athlete, so you've got you've got time demands with sports, school, friends, Study different home. groups. Like how much of a challenge was that for you to kind of figure out the first couple of weeks? At first, it was a big challenge because uh, it came down to, like, time management and figuring out, you know, what to do with your time, you know. Well, like, you know, what what can I do at this time? What can I not do at this time? And it was a big challenge at first, but once you kind of, like, go through it and get the hang of it, you start to understand your schedule and, you know, it makes everything a lot easier. How about from the football side of things? So you come in as not necessarily one of the most highly touted recruits, yeah. but you go out and you show it on the field and yeah. you ended up being what you were on the field for your freshman season. Uh we hear so often about these types of stories around the country with guys coming in as two stars, three stars versus your five star top 100 recruit or whatever it is. But how did you kind of deal with that chip on your shoulder mentality? Yeah, definitely. I, and I use that, that chip, you know, to motivate me because, you know, coming in the recruiting class, not everybody like knew who I was or I mean, if they knew they didn't think I would be, I was that good or could, could do it, could play, you know, as a freshman. So I kind of use that as motivation uh, you know, to make tell me like work a little harder and you know to prove people wrong, um, and you know, uh, just because I set goals for myself and you know once you set goals, you know anything's possible. So, you know, I just I just focused really hard, uh, blocked everybody out and just just grinded, and you know the results the results show. What motivates you then aside from that? Like, how aside do you get motivated that, every day? Honestly, uh, I'd probably say. My my parents is is a big part, you know, because you know I don't want to really let them down, you know. I, I looked up to my father, my my mom, you know, both of them. So and I just want to, you know, you know, try my hardest, do my best for them. And I know if I do that and don't disappoint them, then everything will work out for me. Have you ever felt there's a certain pressure? I'm gonna say, knowing that you're the kid from State College, here you are playing for Penn State, you're making an impact. Has there ever been like a sense of pressure for you? Yeah, yeah, there was a little bit uh, there, um, you know, because everybody in the community, you know, I go anywhere, everybody's, you know, you know, talking, you know, saying hi to me, talking, like have like hopefully you have a great year, all this stuff, and like how's everything doing? So there's a lot of like kind of pressure in the community. Uh, but, you know, I try not to think about that as much, you know, just go out there, play, do my thing and, you know, work hard and, you know, everything will take care of itself. And I don't really care what other people think too much. Uh, but, you know, there was a point where sometimes that stuff kind of got in my head. So uh, how'd you deal with that? Honestly, I just tried to block it out, you know, not think about it. And, you know, I just I kind of look at look back at my past experiences and past, past successes and like realize if I'd. If I do something bad here, it's not the end of the world. People might say something. If I like blow a cover, people might say something for that moment. But I know, like, I, I've, I've, you know, I can, I can do more, and I've done more, so I'm not really worried about that. Have you ever had somebody come up to you? Let's so let's say it's a blown coverage, or let's say you make some phenomenal play, right? Have you ever had somebody come up to you in the state college community, and be like one way or the other, either yeah. good or a pro or a con? You have to kind of either bite your tongue or be like, hey, thanks. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely had those, you know, experiences. People, people coming up. Not always, like, when it's negative, it's not always, like, super serious where they're, like, coming at me. But, you know, they'll they'll poke fun, like some friends poke fun and that kind of stuff. 
but you know, I have had those experiences, you know, being, you know, a townie. It's probably a little bit different at first, right? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I wasn't really used to it. <laughs> um, you know, going places and, you know, people saying stuff, so it was a little different. All right, so you guys will now turn the page obviously towards the off season, but what does Keaton Ellis do in this time span from the end of the 2019 season with the Cotton Bowl to spring ball, really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, right now it's just, you know, getting the weight program, you know, getting my strength up and you know, conditioning, that kind of stuff. I was just, just coming physically better and then working on, like, my little things like footwork and stuff and just keeping up on the playbook. Um, this, this little stuff like that, just to, you know, just keep improving every day. Try to do something every day to, you know, improve. Because uh, then that stuff will just build up over time. Who do you look up to on this team? On the team, I would I would say uh, I would say John Reed, but he left. So I'd probably say Tariq. You know, he he has a great work ethic, uh, and uh, you know his game. I looked up to his game and just the way he carries himself. Uh, he's very confident, uh, and you know he he works hard. So that's probably the person I look up to. What was it with John Reed that you took? It's just his like. He never, as a leader, like, he was pretty silent as a leader. And he just went about his business. So you, you can just look at him, and you don't really have to talk to him, and you can just learn so much from him just by what he does and how he carries himself every day. What about the um, the mental side of the game from him? I mean, that dude is, like, yeah. off the field. He's building computers. He's right. playing video games. Yes. We've heard it a million different times. Was it, when you first met him, was it like, dude, like, wh- what is this? Yeah, no, he, he's a smart, smart dude. You know, I've ever seen the, the tattoo on his uh, on his arm, and he like he was explaining like to me like what it meant and stuff. I was just lost. <laughs> you know, but he's a smart smart dude, and he he knows his stuff for football. You know, he's been in the program. He was in the program for five years, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, and you know, he was able to help me with a lot. When it comes to Tariq, so he just went through the process of: Am I going to declare for the NFL right. draft? Am I going to come back? I think it's super interesting to see these guys kind of go through that and obviously that's a life thing it's so much bigger of a decision than just the fact of Penn State it's family it's friends it's future it's everything is there something that you can learn from that process uh definitely you know you definitely got to take a lot of time and you know don't rush your rush your decision you know really think about it and you know make sure it's it's best for you like you said it's best for your family it's best for you know it's best for everybody so you got to, like, you got to really think about it, take your time. And, you know, you can't really make a wrong – like, people who might say you should have did this, should have did that. You, you can't really make a wrong decision if it's the right decision for yourself. So uh, just not worrying about what other people think, what other people say. Do the best – make the best decision for yourself. How long did it take you to realize that your circle of – I'm going to say circle of trust, all right? So your circle of trust, how long did it take for that to – shrink and for you to realize like hey I can only trust so many people because yeah. like you're talking about you're gonna have people come up to you in the community and be like hey we're boys man like I yeah. can sit here right now and tell you hey man Keaton we're boys but at the end of the day like your mom your parents whoever whoever yeah. it is like how long did it take you to realize you can only have that small circle of people I'd probably say um like halfway through the season uh you know there's a lot of people who you know would you know just come up to me and you know just act like we've known each other for forever yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's weird, uh, it's, isn't it? It's weird. So, you know, I, I kind of realized that, you know, you got to keep your keep your circle tight, obviously, and uh, not be disrespectful to those people, but still just not don't be, you know, lenient with them. Just make sure that they're not distracting you from your, your path. 
moving forward towards next season. The schedule came out not too long ago, but what do you want to accomplish this upcoming season now that you've had a couple of weeks to think about the future? Uh, well, I just want to, you know, just be a better player, you know, uh, just understand the game more and, you know, for the, for the season, you know, just, just go out there and, you know, just play my best football. And I think everything uh, will, f- will fall, in, fall in place. Uh, go out there, just work hard, try hard, uh, and, you know, just try and do my thing, have fun with it. And that's probably the biggest thing for me is if I know if I have fun with the game more and then just, just go up, play a lot more freely. I know my second year I'm going to be – the nerves are going to be a lot less. And, <laughs> you know, I've been through it, so I already know what, what what to expect. So, you know, I'm just, you know, go out there, have fun, and everything will fall into place for me. So it's always one thing to talk about it that you're going to have more fun, but it's another yeah. thing to actually do it. And right. you see athletes struggle with that all the time because, let's face it, there is a, a certain amount of pressure at this type of level, and sometimes people don't realize that. But what are the little things that you're going to do to make sure that, hey – this is supposed to be fun. Right. You know, just just relax, you know. Think about high school and think about all the work you put in. And that's the biggest thing, you know. I'm going to be going on year – I'm already done with year one, going on year two. So I put in a lot of work, uh, and the team's putting a lot of work uh, from through all that. So you just got to understand that, you know, you, you've put in the work. You're ready for this moment, and there's got to go out and enjoy it at that point. So you just got to trust in, trust in your work and trust in what you put in your whole life. What did you learn from playing on the road this year? Because we hear so often about playing in Beaver Stadium, and I'm sure that took some time right. to get used to that element as well, especially that Penn State wideout. But what did you learn from playing on the road? Honestly, I, I kind of like it a little better because, you know, really? there's a lot of all the negative stuff that you hear. It kind of fuels you and, you know, pushes you a little bit more uh, just to, you know, just, you know, being in a stadium, be able to silence the stadium, it's a crazy, crazy, like, feeling to be able to just shut a stadium up. So that's probably something I, I took away is that it's a, lot, it's a lot fun, a lot more fun. What was the first true road test this season where you were on the road and you're like, hey, man, this, this is different, this is fun? Uh, I'd probably say uh, that's, that's a tough one. What was the first away game? Maryland. Maryland. That Friday night I, game or I think Iowa yeah, was the next one. Iowa, Iowa was probably the – Maryland, because we had a lot of fans there, so it was like, uh, and we blew them out, so it was like, you know, all right. The, fir- the pregame Iowa, atmosphere, though, was wild. Yeah, it was it was cool. You know, they had the blackout. Yeah. They made it a big deal, so that was kind of cool. But Iowa was probably the biggest thing, because their, their uh, uh, stadium, the way it's built, their fans are right behind the, the benches, so they're in your ears the whole game. You can't, They're loud. They're going crazy. So that, that Iowa experience was, you know, the first real, like, wow, this is, you know, this is serious. This is for real. What was the toughest part about either being at home or on the road when it came to some of the little things of game prep and you're in meetings every single Friday night and even back here, like the mental aspect of the game from high school to college, everybody talks about that flip and how difficult it is at first, quite frankly, but what was the challenge there for you? Uh, Honestly, I think it was better for me because, you know, in high school, uh, you're in high school, whatever. You know, I watched a little bit of film in high school, but not, not nothing crazy. And so you just go out there after school, you know, I hang with my boys before the game and then go out and play. But in college, like, you were focused a day before, the, the day before game day. So it just helps you lock in a lot more, helps you focus a lot more, especially because, you know, we always go, we always stay in the hotel before the, the games and we always go through meetings. So it was a lot more time and, you know, but I think it ends up helping 
you focus for the game at the end of the day. How did your film study change knowing that you had worked with some of the top, I'm going to say, film watchers in this program, especially with John Reed? How did your film habits change? Yeah, they changed a lot because the Husky wasn't a big film guy. Um, but, you know, it, it, he, John Reed and, you know, Coach Smith and everybody really opened my eyes to how important film is and how much of an advantage it can give you. Uh, so I definitely uh, started to watch more, but I, you know, I can always improve, and you know, I, I definitely need to start watching a lot more than I usually do, and even in the off season too, uh, is, is a big thing. Films are, is a huge part of of everything, you know. Knowing what your opponent is going to do in this situation, or having an idea of what he's going to do, is is you know it helps you tremendously uh, to to be able to make plays and be able to make splash plays, get turnovers, that kind of stuff. All right, hard transition. Last question for you, uh-huh. though. So I asked Daniel George and Jahan Dotson about mm-hmm. the NFL draft this year right. and the fact that it's in Vegas. And did you see that it's going to be on, like, that the water fountain or whatever it is? No, I didn't you see You haven't that. seen this? I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. Okay, so they're going to put, like, the stage, right, okay. where they have draft picks come up. Right. They're going to put it in the Bellagio water fountain or whatever it is, that massive that thing. Huge, wow. I've never actually been there, but I I've just seen pictures. So right. they're going to put it on the water, and then mm-hmm. when somebody gets announced, they're going to drive a boat. Up to the up to That's the thing. Crazy. So 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 how long do you think it's going to take before somebody jumps in that water? Like pick what? I I I'd probably say at least ten. I you, think it's you think 10. ten? I think it's so. Gonna, Jahan thought gonna, it was going to be like one, two, or three. Now, Daniel I, thought it was going to be like twenty, twenty-five, somewhere in there. I think it's going to be like ten. You know, you're like right in the middle. So I'm right in the middle. So like not too late where it's like all right, you jump and he's twenty-four, but like not too early where like. They're going to act like they, you know, they're supposed to be here, that kind of stuff. So it's going to be right in the middle. Someone's, someone's going to do it, I think. Someone will. So if somebody from Penn State goes in that first or second round, nobody's jumped in the water yet, what do you uh, think? I don't know. Like, don't is know. Yitor going to jump in the water? Yitor would jump in the water. He would. Like he, I, he would be the one to jump in the water. What about KJ? KJ, actually, honestly, KJ a little bit more, too. He got that personality, so he probably would. All right. I didn't know. That's sweet. So That's sweet. you're going you're gonna to predict that first. Well, we're I'm gonna just going to come back to this. I'm just trying to think. If that, that's what they're doing in this draft, what are they going to do in drafts? Right. Like, is it just going to keep keeps getting crazier and crazier? Crazier and crazier. They're going to drop people from, like, a plane <laughs> or something? <I> <laughs> That'd be wild. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Keaton, appreciate you joining yep. us on this episode of the Unrivaled Podcast. Enjoy the offseason, and uh, good luck in the weight room. Thank you. Yo, Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football.